Hello and uh, welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I will be uh, hosting the show today. So episode 78, last one was particularly upbeat. I got a strong suspicion this one's going to be similar vein. Uh, to help me talk about the wonderful world of Redden Football Club at the moment is Alex Everson. Hi Alex, how are you? Even Paul, pretty good. Everything is pretty wonderful with Reading currently. It is. It's nice, isn't it? It's kind of been a lovely habit. It's something that we had a really uh, dark period. Well, that's deep, isn't it? It's so early in the podcast, but it was grim for a while, wasn't it? It was grim. Long, long periods of time. It's been. I don't, this. I'm not sure this podcast has had two upbeat podcasts in a row, really. No, I'm not sure it has, and I think actually. I might have to kind of like lie down for a good 30 minutes after I've done this. I'm not used to this kind of happiness level, really, whilst recording. So let's go back to the game that we had on Saturday against Middlesbrough. That was a loss 2-1. Most Redden fans weren't really that bothered because uh, Rotherham did us a huge favour and managed to lose at West Bromwich Albion, which means we are officially staying up, up up this is the official edition of that but what did we think of that Middlesbrough performance uh, from Reading on Saturday Alex as an overall I don't really have any complaints because we're staying up the game itself probably rather meaningless so I guess it's probably difficult to take too much from it as a long-term you know viewpoint um, as a one-off game the second half I felt we played well, um, but we lacked so much going forwards in terms of firepower in that second half. It was shockingly like it's just it just was poor. Um, when, once we got to the final third, just never looked like we could we could be we could still be playing now, and I'm not sure we would have scored an equaliser. Um, the first half was it was a bit of a weird one. Both teams. Neither team, I felt, played that well during the first half. Um, just that Middlesbrough took their chances and we didn't. Yeah, no, I agree. In the first half, it was. It felt like both teams didn't have a midfield. It was almost a bit like watching a basketball match. It was just end-to-end all the time. And Middlesbrough are so wide open at the back in that first half, which is so unlike them. They've got a brilliant defence for the championship. And if we just had a much better quality in that final third, as you were saying. But if you throw in Mate, Barrow, Nelson Oliveira, you you would probably have some more quality. I mean, it was frustrating watching Gareth McCleary because he had opportunities to pass the ball. He ever kind of almost put out a signal where he was going to pass the ball repeatedly. What did you make of uh, Bulldog and um, McCleary? There was there was two chances. One, one where McCleary was running through and Bulldog was... I think he was off to his right. And McCleary, like, I don't know what he tried to do. He tried to run at the defence, maybe pass it, but didn't, and then shot. And it, you would like... The, my thought process was just, why Why would you shoot? What like You've got nothing to gain from shooting when Bulldog's out on his own. Um, and then Bulldog, Bulldog actually had a similar situation about maybe 10 minutes before that where he was running at the defence. McCleary's out on his right. And uh, McClure is out on his left, sorry, and Bordock's ignored him as well and tried to shoot. And it's the decision making is it was just abysmal from those two. You, there's no, there was no vision at all. It was really frustrating to watch. 
It, yeah, it was frustrating. One moment that definitely was not frustrating, though, was Danny Loder's goal. First of all, we scored directly from a throw-in, which is a miracle for Reading. That's something you see so rarely. And the finish for your first ever goal for the club, it's just fantastic. Right-footed into the top corner. What did you make of that goal, Alex? It was a pretty stunning goal. Um, it, I think it won goal of the weekend, actually, for the championship. Which it's kind of unsurprising, really. Um, Eighteen-year-old hitting the ball from what twenty, maybe twenty-five yards out, yeah. uh, top corner. Randolph got nowhere near it as well. Uh, which, it, yeah, it was a really, really good finish. Turned his man really well, um, in like just on the edge of the box. And yeah, I'm quite, I'm very pleased for him to get get off the mark. It, it means that he doesn't have to go into summer with the weight of he hasn't scored a goal yet. He, I mean, he might have played, if if he plays against Birmingham, he's going to have made 22, I think, or 23 championship appearances. And that's playing in half the games. If he's played in half the games this season, you haven't scored. It's going to weigh on your mind, however talented you might be and however, however much hype you've had around you, it's going to weigh on your mind if you haven't scored at all in literally half of the games we've played this season. Yeah, totally. It's what we were saying in the last podcast. That I was so glad that he got his goal. I mean, I was definitely not predicting he was going to score a goal like that. I was hoping for any kind of goal from a yard out would have been absolutely fine. But just after that goal, it was just, I don't know. I think if you look at Andy Yidham's performance, it was possibly his worst of it, the season. It was, it was it's, I can't think of any performance he's had worse than that. Um, but he's been brilliant otherwise. Let's just yeah. It. No, it's yeah. I mean I'm not taking anything away from the rest of the season, but Saturday was a bit of a nightmare for him. Yeah. Um, obviously the ball, the first one was a bit unfortunate for him really because it seems to just kind of bounce off his head and straight back into is it was it wing who yeah. scored for them? Yeah, straight back into his path. And I mean I don't really know how much Yidam even knew about the ball coming towards him. Um, the penalty looks fairly obvious i mean i saw some people saying it was a bit soft but i'm i'm kind of a, i don't really agree with that it, it seems that yearden pretty much catches him on the foot and i saw very, some people i think it was on um quest they were saying that uh, andy rinomoto gave away the penalty no it was definitely yearden i think yeah but i think so I'm, as well i'm 99 certain it was yearden uh yeah I, I was confused when i saw them talking about this and i thought no that that's yearden yeah um yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not getting that wrong. But 99% certain it was Yedem. Uh And yeah, he just dives in. He misses the ball completely and stamps, stamps on the... Well, doesn't stamp, but stamps yeah. on the middle to a player's foot and it's it's a clear penalty. And yeah, not, it was a, a Tyrone Bone sting, um, was it? I mean, I, I, you, defensively, I don't think you can blame Yedem for the whole game. It's not like his issue particularly uh, solely. Uh, we... We had, we definitely looked worse with Gunter at left back in a four. I mean, as much as everybody likes, uh, not likes getting on Gunter's back, but as much as people get on Gunter's back, there's a reason for it, unfortunately. He's yeah, not, he divides opinion, doesn't he? he he's not a, le- a, he's not a left back, I'll give him that. But he he's not good enough to play as a, as a wing back anymore in a back four for us. He's... The ball comes across too often. He doesn't block enough. He, he stands off his man. 
there's just so many things that you notice about his game the more you watch him now and you just think this is something you should be doing as a championship fullback uh, and you're not doing it anymore and whether he's ever done it for Reading is is maybe debatable maybe it's just that I don't know maybe it's just that it, it's easier for people not to see it when we've been you know surrounded by other players who aren't necessarily playing well but now you've got a player in Yeardham who's been playing well at fullback it, it highlights Gunter's deficiencies even more I think and I'd be yeah I'd be hugely disappointed if Gunter is first well he's not going to be first choice but you know I would be I would be disappointed if Gunter is is playing at a back four for us again to, to be honest yeah I don't think at the weekend because there's no other choice but yeah no I think we need to get a new left back in the summer obviously we've got the Jordan Abita situation that's ongoing with his uh, recovery from his injury but I mean we all hope that Jordan comes back and proves to be the player he was before but he's been out for so long, nobody knows. And nobody can put an exact date on when he's going to come back at all. And we've got Blackett, who can play there. But like you just said, I think we need a player of kind of Yidham's ability in that left-back position, who is a more modern fullback, I would say. And yeah, defensively, you could sometimes say about Andy Yidham, he's not supreme. And he, he probably isn't. That is a definitely a fair but that's point. why he's playing for Reading, isn't it? Let's yeah. There's yeah. a reason he's playing for Reading and not Real Madrid. He's, he's not the perfect player. That's and, quite a big jump up there, though, isn't it? That's yeah, quite a big you jump. Have, like, you have to accept your players aren't going to be the, the best version of themselves if they're playing for Reading. It, you, there's a reason they're playing at this level, and you just you have to just look for the players which are at the top end of that, you know, the top end of the range that we can try and attract. Yeah, people will say that Andy Adam hasn't set up many goals, and I think he's set up maybe three this season, uh, with a problem all from crosses, I would suspect. But the fact is that it's not just about that in the uh, final third. It's his small dribbles that gets him out of space. And he also does that in the defensive third. So if you can do that, you can then create space for the winger or the attacker or midfield that's next to him. If you've got someone who can't do that, and I don't think Chris Gunter is fair enough to say that he is good at dribbling. That is not something I would say was a strength of his. So you need a modern player like that. Who that is, I've no idea. There might be someone out there. Maybe people are thinking Omar Richards could be that player, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think left back is going to be something that the club would probably, I think it's something the club would like to improve on. But whether it's a priority or not, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure. I mean, go into next season, Black, it's the first choice left back, and you. And we haven't changed any positions at left back. You've got Richards as a backup and then a beater maybe coming back, maybe not. Who knows? Um, I don't think anyone within the club is really going to complain too much at that. No, I mean, obviously we went on to lose that match uh, 2-1 against Middlesbrough. We had the late chances from Harriet and also McCleary had a shot blocked, but... We did see Elise come on, and I thought he should have brought him on earlier for him in the match for someone. I also think that, I mean, Barrett has been so long since we saw Barrett. What did you make of Barrett, Alex? Um, well, I've seen that. I saw Barrett at the, the Bayern Munich game. Uh, when was it? A couple, last month? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I'm surprised that he is the player from the under 23s getting picked at the minute. 
um, alongside Elise to be joining the first team squad. Not in the sense that he's not talented, but I mean, he he played for us for it was it three years ago now. I think yes, it was his last game. Um, and I don't know how much he's actually really improved in three years. Uh, maybe that sounds maybe that's harsh, but I I I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see it with Barrett. No, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I thought he did okay. But, but I mean, we saw half an hour of him. Like, yeah, what, what can you make of him in half an hour? But no, I remember when Tarrant Furso came on in the last game of the season away at Derby, and everybody went into a meltdown about he was going to be the next. I don't know, obviously, it's a different position. Gilfie Sigger said impact kind of level player. Yeah, I mean, that hasn't quite worked out for Tarrant Furso. I, I, I don't want to write Barrett off. It that that it's no. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Um. I think it's just there's probably other. I personally, I think there's probably other players within the youth system who I would prefer to see coming through. In yeah. Field. Yeah. No, I think he's had his chances. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's going to have to improve a lot. I think we're going to be signing different players in the summer. Players will be leaving. Maybe that would be his opportunity. But after the match, we had uh, the great moment of uh, officially we are still in the championship. And so much of that must go down to the transfer work in January. That made such a huge difference to our prospects, signing those five loan signings. Otherwise, I'm pretty certain we would have been relegated. All of them, um, if you did a play of the season from just January, you'd be tough to pick out which one would win it if you just went on those loan signings because they've all been magnificent. I know there's ones that... I think it's probably a clear two. I think if you were to poll the fans of those five, which two would win it? Martinez and Miazga, I think, would come out top two. Uh, Lewis Baker, though. Lewis Baker is fantastic and probably my favourite out of the five. I don't think he would win a a vote between all five of them. Uh, Maybe I need to do a poll. Maybe. And that would just cause people won't like that because they say, oh, you can't be horrible to one of them. But now I think that they've all been brilliant. But the, the other reason why we're staying up is Jose Gomez. He's just been fantastic. And after the match, he did a lovely speech about how love is the greatest thing and how together we can build more. And if we are divided, we will not be together. It, it was That's, very... Uh, it's it was just what, so amazing. 1960s-esque. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was... It wasn't. It wasn't really a your typical football manager um, press conference. No, it wasn't. I really love it though because if I just look at the whole club as a whole, I look at we look how much it's changed. The moment this whole club changed, and I banged on about it too much, so I'm just going to make it short. Is when Ron Gourlay left this club. The moment he left this club, everything changed. It changed from a club that was divided, and there was anger, hatred from all different levels. And now we've got something that is building slowly together. Whether these players come and go, and I know some of the loan signings won't be here next season, but the, if you just look at the core of the club, they're just integrating more with the fans. The players on the pitch look happier to be there. You have to listen to players when they're saying things after matches and about the atmosphere around the club and reading between the lines what they're trying to say. It's not that difficult. You just need to think about it slightly. There was a poisonous element there, and that's gone now. We've got Nigel Howe back, and all of a sudden, there's a lot of together. You sorry? 
There's a lot more togetherness. Yeah, whatever we say about what we're going to be next season, whether we finish 12th, 19th, whatever, the fact is that we are together as one now and not divided. And that is so key. If you've got the person at the top spreading negativity, it's going to bring everything down eventually. And it almost did. Thankfully, the owners acted. And look at where we are now. We got, we're going into the last game of the season. Now people are disappointed it's the last game. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people. Yeah. Um, and that's great, isn't it? That's yeah. what you want, that it's, feeling. It's so rare that you get to... I mean, especially as a Reading fan in the last, what, half decade, it's so rare to get to the last game of the season and go, it's the last game. Damn. Yeah. I, really want, I really want to come back again next week. Um, that is the perfect scenario, isn't it? As a fact, yeah. I mean, look how poor. I mean, we're going to finish probably twentieth, aren't we? Likely, that, yeah. Yeah, that is not a classic season by any stretch of the imagination. But there's all elements of that things that have created this good atmosphere, and oh, I'm just really looking forward to Saturday, and I'm looking forward to a bit of Portugal. Sunday. Sunday. No one turn up on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to admit, this is an admission I'm going to make on the podcast. I did once actually set off to go to a game at the Medeski Stadium on the wrong day. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just getting that out there. I'm just cleansing. If anyone's got anything, you know, they want to admit to that they've done stupid things at Reading Football Club like that, this is a church that's open to these things. You know, <laughs> we will listen to you. No judgment. <laughs> no, no some, judgment. Some judgment, maybe. Well, maybe a little bit of laughter at you, but no judgment. <laughs> no. So, yeah, a Portugal Day should be for a bit of fun for some people in there. It's for the whole of the ground. It's not just for Club 1871. And I know some people have an issue with Club 871 and saying they're getting all the love and all the attention. But really, you know, uh, they've created, started something, and now all the other stands are gaining from it. Just, just appreciate it but portugal day bring your portugal top you jose gomez mas sadly nobody got in touch with me about the jose gomez mas so that is a shame that's that is shame. a shame isn't it that's a shame and i do still stick would it be a serious upgrade on my own personal appearance if i was to wear one <laughs> so um yeah we'll see how that goes and if you don't want to do it don't you get involved it's just a little bit of fun isn't it so going back to the atmosphere around the club Tom Welland has asked the question, which I think is a really good one, and I think one that we're all secretly a little bit worried about. He asked the question, it's great what's been achieved, but we should, probably should be concerned as we achieved it with so much borrowed researchers. Don't we keep the players and we can't spend much? What are we left with after the loans and swift go? I think it's a fair question because we, we have to work on the basis that none of the loans come back because we don't know anything to kind of say opposite to that. What do you think of that, Alex? It's a very fair question. Um, like, if you take away our loan signings from January, what are we left with? Mm. Uh, David David Myler and Liam Kelly in midfield. It's, uh, That's relegation. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's a very fair question. I mean, I think next season it's going to be very similar to this season. We're not... We don't have a lot of money to spend. We probably are going to have to rely on loan signings. And it's it's not a case of being able to go out and sign a six million pound player. It's it, it's not realistic, unfortunately, for the club. Um, I think we're going to have to, as fans, we're probably going to have to accept that we're going to be leaning again on on other sides players in order to try and improve ourselves. Um, as much as as much as fans don't 
enjoy loan players because it it stops youth and you know you don't you, you're not gaining anything from them it being in the team necessarily it's uh i think it's unfortunately it's it's a it's an unnecessary uh, it's a necessary evil in the sense of you know we've spent over we've spent over what we can afford and now we can't afford as much so yeah, no, no, I totally agree. It's, it's, I think it's a good question from Tom because we, if, if we had some information that players were going to be coming back, like Lewis Baker or Miazga, maybe even maybe just those two, okay. But at the moment, we don't have anything that says they are definitely coming back. I mean, the hope we have, the slight, and it, kind of going back to what I was saying before, the reason why I feel so positive isn't just about what's on the pitch, it's what's off the pitch as well. But also, we got Keir Jacham involved in some way, possibly, allegedly. And if we can get those quality players in when we're approaching a relegation zone, I would say the club's in a slightly more attractive now than what it was six months ago. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. And it, what's to say that, you know, we go out, we don't get any of the loan players back, but we managed to bring in, I don't know, four loan players over the summer who, who might not be of exactly the same quality in each position, but overall provide the same kind of impact. Um, you know, if if the club were able to attract these players while we were in this relegation zone and, and you know, the, the recruitment process was able to pick them out, what's stopping us doing something similar, maybe to a lesser extent, during the summer? Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, we don't know, do we? It's definitely not impossible at all. I'm also about that question uh, from Tom. I'd say the assumption maybe that Swift is going. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. I mean, he's got a long contract still, and I would suspect he's on pretty good wages. Um, he hasn't really pulled up any trees this season, has he? I mean, when he plays well, we do play well. That is yes, I'd agree with that 100%. But he doesn't play well enough in enough matches. Uh, it, I Swift is such a such a Marmite player, I think, um, amongst Reading fans. It's so, he's really divisive in the, in the fact of when he does play well, people are on his side and the people who are on his side are very vocal about the fact that Swift is very talented and he does have it in his locker. But then when he doesn't play well, the people who are against Swift being in the side are very vocal about him not being good enough and him being inconsistent. And, Unfortunately, I don't actually think that Swift is going to be able to be this consistent top performer in a struggling side because his his game, I think his game relies on other players around him also being of you know good quality um, and playing well. I, I, I don't know what you think of it. It's it's a difficult one to judge with Swift. I, I'm not sure. How many teams? I mean, I was I was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago um, having a conversation with uh, Sheffield United fan uh, Blades Analytics, and he said he would he would love to see Sheffield United sign Swift, and he thinks they would he he thinks that Swift would fit perfectly into their team because of the fact that they play quick quick passing football, overlapping football, and in some ways I could understand him, but in other ways I thought. He's going to get shown up so much in a Sheffield United side that it would be unreal. Um, so, it, it, I mean, will he be here after the summer? Who knows? Uh, 
But, would you be that disappointed if he left? No, not I really. Not really, I no. I wouldn't be hugely disappointed because I know that for the transfer fee that he's going to get, even if it's only, I don't, I mean, we're talking maybe three and a half, four million. I, I just throwing a number out there. I really don't know what teams were. I know the rumor from Leeds was seven million, but I think that, I think we all have to accept that that was pie in the sky and it's yeah. not realistic in the slightest. Um, but if you were to able to get, I don't know, maybe three to four million pounds for John Swift, you can invest three to four million pounds in permanent goalkeeper, potentially, um, potentially a centre back. And as we've seen, there's not necessarily a need to go out and replace John Swift like for like. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I think we're in the situation that uh, I think if we got three or four million for John Swift, I would. I wouldn't even use that on permanent signings. I use that on loan signings because the quality you'll probably get is much higher. And I know that's not ideal, but if you bring through academy players as well at the same time, which we have seen academy players come through, and we've seen Rinomoto play a lot this season. We've also seen Loder play a lot, and Lise's come through as well. So then if they come through with the loan players around them of a higher quality, because we can't afford permanent signings of a high quality at the moment. We just can't do that. If those loan signings keep on producing, you still have the sell-on from them. So you can still have the possibility of bringing funds in. And I just I just can't see us being able to get permanent signings. That would be on a level that we've seen from the five loan signings at the moment. I just can't see it. I'd love to be able to say we could, but I just can't believe it. And the I financial fair play. It's going to take a lot of... Uh... It's going to take a lot of wizardry from from Nigel Howe to pick out some actual actual bargains. And I did read on, um, I don't remember who posted it, on Twitter about the fact that Reading were actually out watching um, Gomez's old team over the weekend, Rio Ave against, I think it was against Vittoria. Yes. Um, and apparently they were watching three or four players. I don't know who plays for Rio Ave or Vittoria, so I can't say. No. I've got any clue who they were watching, but um, maybe that's what's going to happen this summer. Maybe it's, we're not going to know any of the players who come in and they were going to come in off the continent. Yeah, well, look how well it worked for Norwich. Most of their fans didn't know any of their players who came in. It took them a while to adjust some of them, though. It took them a whole season, most of those players that came in. Some of them coming from the German third division. So you can see how if you work on that system... You have to give them time, though, and stick with the manager. Because Daniel Farker at Norwich was not that far away from getting the sack at all early in the season. But it stuck with him and it's worked out. So you don't have to spend an absolute fortune. It's almost going back to Nicky Hammond days. But you have to have a brilliant scouting network. Yeah. And one thing you would hope that Gomez knows is the Portuguese market. You would hope that he would know his own club as well. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't leave that long ago. So who knows? If he can come in, maybe that would attract the players that he previously had. Are they good enough for Reading the Championship? Not a clue. You would think so if they're the Portuguese top division. So, yeah. yeah, you would hope so. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would imagine they would be. So moving on to um, uh, Sunday uh, against Birmingham. That's going to be a tough match. They've got the eighth best away form. No defeats in the last six. But thankfully, they did get one of those wins, of the, those two get wins in the last six came against Rotherham, and uh, I think we all just slightly turned into Birmingham fans uh, briefly there. Who knows what the lineup will be from either team. Frankly, both of us going into us into this match, both set of fans, 
I mean, they'd like to win, but do they really care that much? I'm not sure. No, I don't. No. <laughs> it's kind of, it's lovely to be able to go into a match and just think there's nothing on it at all. For, compared to three months ago, I, I think every game I went to three months ago, I was saying it's going to go down to the last game of the season. We're going to have to get something on the last game of the season or rely on someone else dropping points. So just to be able to go to the Birmingham game on Sunday and not actually have to even care what the other results are does me fine. Yeah, compare and contrast it to this time last season when we were sweating before the Cardiff match, what was going to happen. Thankfully, Derby did us a huge favour that day, but it's it's just so much more relaxing going into that match, knowing that everything's going to be okay. We don't need to worry about it. It's job done. Just, 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 just enjoy it. You know, sing everyone's players' names, probably. All the loan signings, they get a complete love in. Everybody's singing them for stay for another year. Some of them will, some of them won't. Who knows? Are you going to enjoy it, Alex, then? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 said will, that. I do hope we win five. I will enjoy Sunday. I, and if we lose, then so be it. You know, it we, finish 20, we finish 20th or 21st or whatever. We've stayed up and that's all that anybody really wanted in, you know, December. So just no stupid sending off that affect next season or no injuries. And I think everything's fine. But after the match, I'm going to attempt and see how it goes to have an Elm Park Rails meetup at a pub at the Gateway which is really near to Redden train station. They have the football on there if you want to watch it. We'll see how that goes. It could just be me, Alex and Eric there. But if you want to come along, everyone is welcome to come along and join along. And uh, if we do fill out the gateway, I will be absolutely astonished. And I don't think that's going to happen. But it'd be nice to meet some people on there. And we can just chat rubbish about Reading and say how great they are, basically, and how it's uh, so much more fun. So thanks for listening. And uh, I might see you on uh, Sunday. And cheers, Alex. Appreciate that. And uh, I will uh, be back after the match at some point, but probably won't be back on Sunday if I've been out drinking all day. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably on the Monday, maybe. I'll see if I'm sobered up by then. Cheers. Thanks a lot.